When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community, covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the WordPress community to you here every week on Press This. As a reminder, you can follow me on Twitter at WPDavidV, or you can subscribe to Press This on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or download the latest episodes at WMR.FM. In this episode, I've mentioned this uh, plugin quite a few times here on Press This. We're going to be talking about building custom WordPress blocks, and this is the best part, without knowing React. And featuring that conversation, we're bringing Genesis Custom Blocks uh, plugin developer, Ryan Kinstra, to Press This. Ryan, welcome to the show. Thanks, David. Great to be here. Really appreciate your support of Genesis Custom Blocks. You've been really good about getting the word out about us, and so great to be here. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, glad to do it. Such a powerful product, I think. Um, but from the uh, the title's perspective, I think I think the thing that's going to get people excited is that not having to know React part. Um, but really, what we're going to talk about mm-hmm. today here, yep, with Ryan is uh, how developers uh, can start their journey uh, learning React. So we'll talk a little bit about what it's like to learn how to build blocks with React, but really kind of focus also on the use of Genesis custom blocks around building them without knowing React. And so we can kind of dig into there. I don't know if, ever, do you think everyone learned React deeply, Ryan? <laughs> it would be nice, but there's probably an amount of people that are still getting up to speed on it or people that I respect that decided to specialize in something else, which is perfectly fine. If they'd like to specialize in PHP or CSS, I think it's fine to let other things do that if it's not your thing. Yeah, that's a good point of view. Uh, for those not familiar, Matt Mullenweg made a call, a call to arms, if you will, to learn JavaScript deeply at WordCamp US. I guess that was uh, 2016 or somewhere around there. And that was yeah. what we were referencing a minute ago. Ryan, 
what is your or WordPress origin story? I actually have known you for a little while now. I actually don't know. What was your first experience using WordPress? Uh -huh. I was a musician before and decided I had to switch careers, but I really didn't know what I was going to do. So I started learning several things and a few of them were technology and marketing. And I decided that WordPress, after seeing it in tutorials, was going to be useful no matter what I did. So I started learning some basic development in WordPress, not even really themes yet, but looking at tutorials and working on setting up sites and found it to be really useful and kept developing with WordPress and really enjoyed it. I took some of Zach Gordon's tutorials and it was a really rewarding thing learning WordPress and found the community really welcoming and have enjoyed it ever since. And it's been, wow, almost seven years since then now. That's quite a journey. So you went from musician, then started investigating technology and marketing and somehow landed as being an engineer. That's, that's not uh -huh. a typical engineering journey, Ryan. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's a great thing about WordPress. It's very welcoming to non-traditional career paths with Matt Mullenweg studying jazz in college, I believe. And as you know, the versions of WordPress named after jazz musicians, but it's a nice thing how welcoming it is here. Yeah, I think that's one of the things when people ask me about it, you know, it's been a number of years, of course, since I got involved. And so I, the memories of the past have started to fade. But I remember getting involved with technology communities where it was like, just like posturing it, like people like almost arguing, saying I'm smarter than you or I'm smarter than that. Mm -hmm. I think that's really one of the benefits of WordPress being so open. So um, from the high level, could you could you briefly tell me like what is Genesis Blocks? Could you help the audience understand kind of how it works and what it is? Sure. Genesis Custom Blocks is a simple way to create custom blocks. Like you mentioned, if people haven't taken the dive into learning React deeply or JavaScript deeply, it provides a really simple way to create blocks that look exactly as you'd like. You can set up all the fields that you like. They could be select fields or simple text fields and have them look exactly as you want in the front end with your own markup using really simple PHP functions. So would you say like Genesis custom blocks, like you have to know HTML, CSS, and, P and a little PHP, correct? Like it's not like a non-developer tool. Yeah, that's right. It's not a, a non-developer tool, but basic PHP, like you mentioned, would do it using HTML and some PHP tags and functions. It's not gonna be setting up classes unless you'd really like to register your own blocks that way. But yeah, usually like you mentioned, some basic HTML and CSS and PHP will do it. So I call those the, the bread and butter WordPress developer skill set. Is that the kind uh -huh. of nice? Yeah, at least the, the maybe not people building like extreme custom plugins and things, but I just mean that kind of site building skill set. Yeah. So you mentioned, you know, Zach Gordon, I, I really like his courses. I didn't realize you had that as part of your background as well. Um, mm -hmm. But when you learned React and you have to use React, I guess, when you when you make Genesis custom blocks, but like, did you learn it because of Gutenberg or had you started to learn React before Gutenberg? Yeah, it's funny. I learned it working on a project because of Gutenberg. I was working with Google and XWP on the AMP Stories project and now is recently released as Web Stories. But we were working on building a full editor based on Gutenberg using that. And it was fun. It was really diving into the deep end of it, not really having done much with React 
before that other than kind of poking around. But I found that's a pretty good way to learn things and that it forces you to jump into them. Whereas before I might've taken it easy and just waded through tutorials, but it was a nice thing of having to jump into it and really fun learning process. Yeah, trial by fire is definitely <laughs> one of my favorite, maybe not my favorite ways to learn, but definitely an effective way to learn. <laughs> yeah, that's great. It would have been easy to take it easy going through tutorials and watching videos, but it's nice when you have to do things. You have to get this issue done by Friday and you have to learn it and it's a fun way. And it's such an interesting balance between re read the freaking manual and then just uh -huh. put it down and try to do that thing. Uh -huh. uh, but that's an interesting balance. So as people think about it, like, you know, a lot of people are like, well, look, I, I kind of want to learn the React parts and build my own custom blocks that way. It's going to be helpful for folks to learn kind of how you took that journey. You mentioned Zach's course, um, but what other uh -huh. tools uh, did you use when you were learning to re uh, React? Yeah, I looked at the code quite a bit. For example, if you're learning to write React, Learning the JSS syntax can help a lot looking just at the Gutenberg source, checking out certain blocks. Maybe you wanna look at how the text block works with the rich text component. But looking at the source really helped. I worked on a Udemy course, but that was after I kind of looked at all of the setup of it. But it's a great thing with React in that there's not too much to learn once you understand how the JSX works and the, the ES6 syntax, I think it's good to just jump in and start creating little projects. For example, maybe just a repo that has a single block that's pretty simple, but you can take little bits of blocks from Gutenberg that you like and modify small parts, but just writing your own really simple blocks, I found to be helpful in learning it and diving in and using tutorials to get a start, sort of like training wheels at the beginning, but then as soon as possible, gonna go on from there and create your own things using it. Did you ever try create Gutenblock? Um, I think I did once. Um, really interesting project. And um, I really like what uh, Elias has done, um, like a lot of his work. I know he has a new course out, but um, I haven't gotten that uh, into that. I haven't used that too much. Have you used yeah, it? I uh, Mike McAllister learned block creation through Create Gutenblock and uh -huh. a heavy part of React. Mike, uh, for those unaware, Mike McAllister uh, was the original creator of Atomic Blocks, not Genesis Blocks, but he learned through OWASA's uh, Create Gutenberg fr framework and he actually recommended it. He uh, ended up creating his own internal process for that or, or you know, his own way of doing that, but he oh. you know, cut his chops on Create Gutenblock. Yeah, that's a great idea. For things that are completely new, like React definitely was to me, it's sometimes too difficult to start running with it if you don't really know your way around it. So yeah, I started essentially copying things from blocks and using that as a springboard to making small modifications. But yeah, that's a really good idea, creating Gutenblock to get a start in that. I like that. I like that. I, I think quite a few listeners, Ryan, share your experience of copy paste as their first uh, <laughs> journey into trying something new out. Uh, I know I, I, I must rely on that because I'm not even an engineer. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So um, one quick question before the break. Um, were there any libraries of code snippets that you used when you were learning building blocks? Or were see. you just copying the core source code around the blocks? 
Yeah, I've gotten a lot of value out of looking at Gutenberg. Let me see, in AMP Stories, when we were working on that, I learned a lot from what um, Mina Seek and Pascal Birchler wrote in that. Um, that's in a different repo now, it's been moved. But All right, well, we'll I'll ask you about that again here after the break, um, but we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back. Sounds good. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let webmasterradio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. Webmasterradio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I'm talking to Ryan Kinstra about building custom WordPress blocks without knowing React. Although, Ryan, uh, right before the break, you were actually talking a little bit about learning React. Uh-huh. And you were mentioning some of the resources that you'd seen in AMP stories that you thought might be good, like code references, um, as, as people start to learn how to build blocks with React. Mm-hmm. Looking at the Gutenberg source is really useful because it not only shows a way of writing React, but the way that we write it in WordPress. So you can be idiomatic to the way WordPress has React. And also, like we talked about, the web stories work I found really instructive in how to write in React. Um, It's since moved repos. Um, I think it's web stories WP. I don't have it on the tip of my fingers now, the URL to that, but the new Google Web Stories plugin. But I learned a ton from how um, Mina Seek and Pascal Birchler wrote React. But yeah, I found that to be a really good way to learn new things. When I started in that, I knew very little about React. And looking at how people are writing it in the actual context, in the WordPress context, I found it to be really useful. All right, yeah, because there's a distinction. It's not just learning React, it's kind of learning React as it relates to the block editor. Yeah, it's a really special thing. It's not too similar to a vanilla React app you might write, and more than just the spaces and tabs, but it's good to sort of learn how WordPress uses React also. All right, well, there's a family show. Let's not start any fights here on spaces (laughs) and tabs. All right. Um, next question. How do plugins like uh, Genesis Custom Blocks, I also know ACF's plugin does this as well, but how, do, how does it allow WordPress developers uh, to build custom blocks without React? And you can answer from the Genesis Custom Blocks context because I'm guessing you know that better, but like, how mm-hmm. do plugins like this do that? Um, 
Well, you can start by creating fields. Let's say you want to create a block, like a client asked for uh, hero block on the homepage. At the top of that, you need an image, text, and some more description text. Now, one way you might do that is just creating different blocks for those and kind of hacking it together with CSS. But if your client is sort of picky about the front page, which is pretty common. Every wanna, client, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you might wanna create something custom. And in that case, you can use fields. So you can create a Genesis custom block and you can create an image field for the hero image, a text field maybe for your main header text, and then a text area field for more description text. And at that point, that's without code. You're using WP admin. And then, like you mentioned, you're going to use simple HTML and PHP to make that render. So you'll create a template and you can put that in your theme or in your plugin. And the template will make it look exactly as you want. Maybe you want it wrapped in a div with a certain class. Maybe you want it wrapped in a uh, main div, but you can use simple functions like you mentioned. You can use black field and black value, and then you pass the name of the fields that you added before, like we talked about the image field that you added. So you might just use a simple function, black fields, and then pass in image. Then you're outputting the image that the black uses. So it's pretty flexible that way. If the client later wants to change it to look a little bit different, it's going to be easier than if you just had the client use image blocks, text blocks, and now you have to hack away with the CSS. So it's a pretty straightforward way that most people that are writing code for WordPress are going to be able to write code for. Okay, you did an artful job of describing UI on a, and code on a podcast, Ryan. I just have to compliment you for that. But basically, if I could like rewind that and TLDR it, it would be the user creates a block inside of WP Admin. So they say like new block. And then within WP Admin, they define the fields that they want in their block. And then using code, they're adding a PHP file and a CSS file to uh, essentially get the block to render and then to style it with the design you're shooting for. Is that kind of the gist? Yeah, that's right. A lot of that is in WP admin, like you talked about. And there is the part with the template where you put in the code exactly as you want it to look. Yeah, and I've seen the code and is not a developer. It did not scare me, uh, Ryan. <laughs> I, I, was, I was like, I can do that. Um, no one here at WP Engine will pay me to do that, but I, I can do it. Um, but, uh, one kind of question on this earlier, you said that you could put the PHP files and the CSS files in either your theme or your plugin with full side editing, drastically changing how themes op work, what PHP functions are available, so on and so forth. Do you expect when full site editing is in core that the preference will be for those using full site editing to be to put those PHP and CSS files in the in a plugin instead of the theme or have you has it evolved mm -hmm. far enough for you even have an opinion on that yet? Yeah, that's a good question. I would say it becomes even more of a best practice to put it in your plugin, like you mentioned with themes becoming less of the center of everything. Um, I usually do that myself. I'll use the filter to make the template directory be in the plugin. And I usually suggest that, but some people do prefer it to be in a theme, especially a custom written theme. For example, if they're using Monochrome Pro or a Genesis theme, probably wouldn't be the best idea to put it there because you're not gonna be able to do updates on those themes. But 
it's a custom theme, probably not as much of a problem, but yeah, like you mentioned in general, it's probably good to put it in the plugin. Well, I know we just kind of uh, touched on full site editing there and the notion of themes changing, which we've covered on press this kind of a few times, um, mm -hmm. but it's interesting. I think it's also encouraging, you know, to think as you're thinking about it in the G Genesis custom blocks context, really to think about it like, well, I've got either themes or plugins in the way WordPress sites work today. And so by, you know, allowing or, or enabling folks to take either path, you know, giving them the, their choice, of course, but also the ability to prepare for the future. Mm -hmm. um, next question, why should you create a custom block versus overriding the styles of a core block or library block? Uh-huh. In general, when you need something to look exactly a certain way, it's perfectly fine to use a core block in many cases. If you just need an image and a blog post, by all means, use the image block. That'll keep everything a lot simpler. But a lot of times you'll have a client asking for something to look exactly a certain way, or you don't want to have a really complex thing like a, a complex reusable block that you've created for a client. And it keeps things a little cleaner in that case. When you have a custom block that you've created, you can ensure that it looks exactly a certain way. And also you can change how it looks in the future pretty easily. Like you mentioned with the PHP template, you can just edit the template and it'll look a different way instead of having to hack through CSS. But it's a tool like any other tool and that there are certain cases where it makes a lot of sense to use it, but we're not saying that it always is the correct tool. There's some cases, if you're writing a blog post where you need, let's say a button, it's perfectly fine to use the native button block, but in many cases, it's the only way to do something, creating a custom block, not necessarily our plugin, which we're very happy when people use, but a lot of times custom blocks really are necessary. Yeah, and Genesis Custom Blocks is uh, also free in .org, so that's uh, nice for folks as well. Yeah. Um, so really, in, in Genesis Custom Blocks, you can also set inspector settings, right? So you can kind of allow mm -hmm. users to swap out images and change colors and things like that. But it sounded like one of the reasons to make a custom block was having a little more control over that design, meaning I'm not going to put that color selector in the inspector uh -huh. panel because I don't want them to change the color. And yep. I think that's a big reason for me as I think about like, well, when would I create a custom block? When, when would I use something from, you know, the block repo or something from core itself? Um, you know, I think that kind of design control, particularly for certain brands, or I mean, a lot of agencies say this too, right? They don't want the client messing up the site and calling them the next day. Has anyone done that to you, Ryan? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I haven't had experience with that. I've, Work with clients quite a bit and have heard from clients about bugs a lot as any developer has. Um, but yeah, that could really make sense. If you have something that needs to look a certain way and then let's say you just have three blocks cobbled together for that and the client doesn't know that they need to be in that order. Yeah, that can be really confusing. And that might be a case where a custom block could make a lot of sense. Oh, I've totally experienced that in my agency days. Uh, got more questions for you, Ryan, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. 
If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY podcasting system. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one training. A weekly podcast for you or your company. Distribution to almost every podcast portal. An embeddable player for your website. An ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts. And much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I'm talking with Ryan Kenstra about building custom blocks without React. We talked a little bit about learning React earlier, cheated a little bit there, um, but Ryan wanted to kind of pick up the interview here. And my next question is really, can you add custom functionality or integrations with blocks you create using PHP with Genesis custom blocks? In other words, is it just to get them to render or can I add in like logic? Sure, you can definitely add in logic. It's a PHP file, so any PHP you would normally use would run there usually. So let's say, for example, you want to have an email opt-in block. You can say join 3,000 other subscribers to my newsletter. Or if you wanted to have a block that's selling your ebook, you could say join 40,000 other buyers to this. And you could use that with, for example, Easy digital downloads, you could use their PHP API. You could use Gravity Forms API. I think RGAR is the function for that. But like you mentioned with the PHP here, that's a great thing about this and it's dynamic. So you're not just creating a block that will look the exact same way every time you load the page. It is using PHP, so you can integrate with other things that apply to that and it's a nice thing. So a lot of PHP that you've been using normally will work just fine in these blocks. Yeah, that's the part uh, that I get most excited about. I'm like, I want a block that does this and integrates uh-huh. with that. Um, you know, uh-huh. at least on the WP Engine website side, we've embraced these approaches. The GCB uh, Genesis Custom Blocks just came out. So we didn't use that, Ryan, sorry. It wasn't <laughs> live when we did this. Oh, good. Um, but basically, uh, the way we, we leverage it is, is heavily with integrations, where those content creators are dropping in essentially blocks on a page mm-hmm. that do things. Um, we have a news and resources element that pulls in posts from our other publications like Torque and Velocitize. Um, and then it's interesting, we even have things that do like automated co-branding if the traffic has come from a partner. 
um, you can have like very dynamic aspects to them. And I think that's the piece people aren't really grasping onto quite yet, which is like, it's not just design you get to scale. It's also functionality that you get to scale and reuse and, and um, you know, get on your site in an instant and, and democratize that content where it doesn't just have to sit in a developer's hands. Um, how do you think about like that dynamic, Ryan? Yeah, that's a great way of putting it that it's not something where you have the same thing showing every time, but you can pretty easily pull in from other sources, like you mentioned, media sources. And it has worked in full site editing last time I tested it, things might've changed since then. But it's a really nice thing with dynamic blocks that you control how it looks on the front end. It gives the developer really a lot of control versus a simple block, like a text block where it's going to look the same every time you load the page. But it's a really nice thing with developer control. All right. Well, uh, last question. I know I talked to you a little, a little bit about this before. I know you didn't know a lot about it, but I'm not sure mm. if you've done a little bit of research since then, but uh, Nick Croft, AKA Nick the Geek, um, he's been using uh, block patterns and core blocks to kind of piece core blocks together in block patterns in order to make a custom block experience. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, that's a good idea. And I can't remember seeing that. We did something similar in an exercise in the Genesis Custom Blocks team and sort of recreating uh, what another site was like, but using core blocks. And I think we might've made some of them into patterns, but that's an interesting thing. If it works, I say that's fine. Um, it can be simpler sometimes to do that but sometimes it's good to have all the fields in place where you control the exact output of those. And then you know that the user will always, let's say your clients, like you mentioned, they're not going to delete something unexpectedly and call you. But yeah, that certainly, if it works, I'm all for that as a solution. Um, for some other solutions I've found dynamic blocks work like Genesis custom blocks. And you know, we're happy to help people with that if that's the case. Um, we don't have to be the tool for everyone and dynamic blocks are really useful in certain cases and you know, we're happy to help where that does apply. But yeah, that's an interesting case. To create yeah, I thought it was, I asked Nick, I said, you got to give me a, you have a link to a blog post about it? He's like, no, nah, I just do it. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah. uh, maybe, maybe this was the second time I brought this out publicly. So maybe Nick will actually write that blog post. <laughs> uh, Nick is a prolific writer and author actually. Yeah, um, like his explained books. Yeah, yeah, he does the Genesis Explained and a couple of others. He's, he's such a prolific and wonderful gentleman. I'm going to write a note. I'm going to have him on the show. <laughs> Maybe tease um, that. Well, Ryan, thank you so much. This was really uh, awesome. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you, David. Such an honor to be here. Of course, of course. So glad to have you here. You did an artful job describing visual uh, web design things and code on a podcast. Just blown yeah. away by how well you did that. And uh, of course, of course, if you'd like to learn more about what Ryan is up to, you can visit studiopress.com forward slash Genesis custom blocks with dashes in between all those words. Thanks for listening to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This has been, I'm your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This.
The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.